Eight and a half, nine hundred, eight hundred and fifty, nine hundred and ten, 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 on your way to work because you have a new episode of us to listen to. I am Ben Lindbergh in New York, New York, and as usual in Long Beach, in his car with the door open, Sam Miller. How are you, Sam? How was your weekend? It was great. I'm energized by how chirpy you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was outside a lot this weekend. and By the pool? Not by the pool, but I, I went bike riding in the sun for hours, and it was very nice, although I am in considerable discomfort now. Which, Were uh, you bike riding in, in Manhattan? Yeah, I was over by the river, and uh, I won't go into too much detail, but I'm recording this podcast standing up, <laughs> and that is all I'll say about that subject. Uh, all right. We are, I think, going to talk about probably the biggest news of, of this weekend. Joe Saunders. Right. Uh, what is your topic today? Uh, my topic is actually uh, the Red Sox. Okay. And the Phillies. All right. And my topic is Roger Clemens. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so my uh, question is is actually, it's about the Red Sox. It's also about the Phillies, um, who were both very good teams last year. The Phillies won 102 games. The Red Sox won 90. They are both teams that we have become accustomed to being uh, very good and making the playoffs virtually every year. And both are lousy this year. Um, and so I just wanted to find out whether you think uh, either one is um, going to be a contender in 2013. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say probably not. Um, not that they will be awful, uh, but I don't think I see that. I guess, I mean, I, I pick the Red Sox to be really, really good every year. And I've been wrong a lot about that lately. Um, I, I guess if it didn't work out this season, now they just traded their whole team. Obviously, I mean, it's at least likely that they'll have better health in the future. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't see them being as good as the Yankees or Rays, I guess. Um they have they have forty five million dollars committed in salary next year though and presumably they're going to uh, try to do smart things and uh, I mean to some degree do you it, this doesn't this come down to whether you have faith in their front office to do smart things uh yeah I guess so and I I do generally um, they haven't had the greatest year uh, but I wouldn't write them off I I mean yeah maybe it's just too early to say. Um, it is, I mean, I wondered why Gonzalez was the guy to go and maybe it was just an opportunity to get rid of the other contracts that they got rid of, but in the sense that he was signed to what seemed like a, a reasonable deal, if not a below market deal. Um, so it's kind of hard to see them doing more with that money than, than they had done with him, uh, but obviously getting the Beckett money back. And and I don't know that the Crawford money would have gone to waste. Maybe Crawford will be excellent next year. I don't know. But 
Um, I mean, do you think that they will go out and sign a, a Granky or a Hamilton or something? Because if they don't make a huge move like that, uh, it's sort of hard to see them making up what they lost. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think that in a way, um, part of it comes down to the question of whether, well, I guess they're in the same position that the Dodgers maybe feared they were going to be in where they have the money, but there aren't really uh, good ways to spend it. It's a, I mean, no, hardly anybody good gets a free agency anymore. Right. And uh, the free agents that are available this year are pretty uninspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you named basically the two that are going to get the most attention and, and beyond those it's, um, you know, PJ Upton and Nick Swisher and um, Edwin Jackson. I mean, not really, I, I don't know, Colby Lewis, not really um, the sort of players that, I don't know, I, that I would want to be overpaying for um, this winter. So that's tricky. I mean, I, I think that there's a sense that you get from a lot of the moves that we've seen around baseball as far as extensions go, as far as the Dodgers have been spending, um, that there's a fear that um, that there's going to be more money than players and that at this point it's more important to get the good player and worry about how to pay him later, uh, particularly with so much money coming into the game. And so I guess maybe it's possible that the Red Sox – I mean I, I think the deal was great for the Red Sox mm-hmm. – I, I can't believe they pulled it off, but uh, maybe the Red Sox are sort of gambling that there will be that there will always be players available. And I was trying to think if I were to make a bold and um, unsubstantiated uh, rumor up out of nowhere, I could definitely see the Red Sox um, adding something like Justin Upton uh, this winter. Um, because I don't know, I just I, I don't I don't get the feeling that they're looking at this free agent market and thinking, oh, thank goodness we have 130 million dollars freed up for Sean Markham, mm-hmm. if that all makes sense. Yeah. They also have um, the, they had the 11th ranked organization before the season started uh, as far as their farm system by Kevin, and I asked him, and he says that it'll go up. Um, certainly with uh, the guys that they've acquired and some guys who've broken out uh, this year or, or who have improved this year. But it's not really a group that's going to have any impact in 2013 besides uh, LaVarnway. It's it's really more late 2013 and, and much more in the years after that. So maybe it's sort of a consolidation year, stopgap year, don't do anything crazy and make any other huge commitments when you just got out from under your old ones and and just kind of sign a few mid-market guys and and not embarrass yourself and wait for other people to arrive? Could be. It's hard to sign mid-market guys to one-year deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, that will be interesting to see, and, and so will what the Dodgers do. Um, if you're listening to this on Monday, Maury Brown has an article up on the site for us today about how many millions of dollars they're going to be above the the luxury tax threshold um, even before talking about re-signing some of their guys or giving arbitration raises. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really your topic, but do you think that there, is there an element of recklessness to what they're doing? I mean, I, I love it. It's kind of a, I mean, just in contrast to the McCourt Dodgers, obviously, 
it's nice to see them able to spend something. And I'm sort of enjoying almost the wrestling heel style uh, approach of just <laughs> just throwing your money around and and kind of all the quotes that they've had about really how there's no there's no ceiling or there's no ceiling in sight. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that they are going to spend their way into trouble if they keep going down this route or do they really just have unlimited funds or this TV deal is really going to give them enough money to outspend every team for every player seemingly? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if there's, I mean, we don't know, right? We, we don't know, but the Yankees were certainly, um, uh, exponentially beyond everybody else for many years Mm -hmm. and i i think that we did see that even with the yankees there were limits and they did have contracts that they regretted um but they were able to basically keep it going nonstop. i mean they had i think they missed the playoffs one year um they never really did have to to rebuild like we're talking about maybe the red sox uh having to do um so if you have enough money i guess you can do it i mean i guess i'm a little bit um I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm a little bit down on all the guys they've added. Um, I, I mean, Adrian Gonzalez is a very good player. Don't get me wrong. Hanley Ramirez might be, but the way that they've done this has required them to take on a lot of guys who um, have question marks of some of one sort or another. Um, and uh, certainly, the, I thought the Ethier contract was that way too. And really, I think. The Dodgers, it's it's you know you they say you can never evaluate a trade until years later. I, I really don't think you can evaluate what the Dodgers are doing unless you know what the economy worldwide in 2014 and in baseball in 2014 actually look like. Which they must be pretty confident about. <laughs> they are either pretty confident. Well, they are pretty confident about it. That doesn't make them correct mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. But they might be. I mean, I I they, I don't know. I think. I don't know. I think that probably the it's got to be annoying for the Giants to see <laughs> yes, them definitely. do this. But on the other hand, I mean, this could – I think probably based on the history of the sport, you have to think that this probably looks pretty ugly in a few years. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm enjoying it because even when the Yankees throw their money around, they're, they're generally not that ostentatious about it. They don't, uh, they don't try to attract attention maybe because they know – how rigged the system is in their favor. They don't want to uh, to rub it in anyone's face any more than they do usually. But you don't you don't hear them saying that they have no limits, um, even though if they do have limits, they're probably higher than anyone else's. Uh, it may just be that they don't want to attract attention and and give the commissioner any more reason than he already has to try to level the playing field. But uh, if anything, you you kind of hear them cry poor once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm in, I'm enjoying the Dodgers just spending a ton of money and kind of bragging about it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's just kind of a trying to heal the the fan base from the McCourt period um, and establish how different the new regime is. Anyway, uh, the other big news of the weekend, I guess, took place nowhere near the major leagues. Um, it was in the independent leagues that Roger Clemens made his comeback or the start of his comeback presumably it will continue uh he pitched uh three and a third innings and he gave up one hit and he struck out a couple guys and 
generally looked, uh, I guess, about as as good as you could expect a, a 50-year-old guy who hasn't pitched professionally in years to look. He looked miles and miles better than his teammate Scott Kazmir has looked. <laughs> and Kazmir is, I think, 27 this year. Yeah. Um, and so you've really you've heard that the Astros uh, express some interest in bringing him back, and no other team has has said anything about that. In fact, there was uh, there were a couple of Royals people there, and people assumed that they were interested. Also, Dayton Moore went out of his way to to say that they are not interested, and they were just watching the game because they're old friends of Clemens. Um, so it seems like if if a major league comeback is going to happen, it's it's going to be the Astros or nothing, and it's probably going to be no more than a game or two at the end of the season. And I mean, Jim Crane, who's the Astros owner, said that if it happens, he the the one thing they don't want to do is make it a publicity stunt, <laughs> which is just a funny quote because I mean, what else? Could it be really um, with a 50-year-old pitcher and with the Astros? So, I I just wonder. I mean, my question is: Can the Astros really embarrass themselves at this point any more than they already have by being the Astros? But there's there's like there's a certain integrity or honor to how bad they've been to to this point. They've <laughs> they've been bad in a, a very honest way. Uh, so you would have a you would think that it would you you don't think they should do it you think that it's unethical or or something you think it's you think it's uh, it demeans the game? Uh, I don't think it's unethical and and I don't know about demeaning the game. It's just I mean I think teams can do whatever they want to do to make some money and it's fine with me. Um, but I just wonder if it kind of takes away a little bit from what they're doing because Jeff Luno is trying to sell this rebuilding um, as just this this process that you get rid of all your veterans and you play the young guys and eventually those young guys become something and I don't know I, I mean it's just it's a it's clearly a, a cash grab if they do it um, and again there's nothing wrong with a cash grab uh, it's probably not really even that much cash right I mean <laughs> they'd make you assume it's some tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> it's one or two games he pitches. Obviously, the Astros aren't drawing particularly well now, and but even say they sell out those one or two games, it's it's not a huge sum of money. Um, and so I I wonder. I mean, the Astros are already kind of a joke, so there's certainly the perspective that they can't become any more of a joke by pitching a 50 year old guy. Uh, and yet there's, I don't know, that they're kind of a, a joke in a, a different way. They're a legitimate joke. And somehow it would feel sort of more like a, a sideshow to me, even than it does when they throw the ball around the infield over and over and over and, and miss it and do all those things that they do. Um, I, I don't know. Do you think it has any effect on the Astros at all? Or is it just the Astros are so bad right now that it doesn't matter it's not going to make them any worse and it will generate a little bit of interest and that in itself is is reason enough to consider it i oh, i just have no opposition to it at all i n nothing 
gives me any cause for concern. I, I think that one of the coolest things that um, about old timey baseball that I ever remember learning as a kid was was all about Satchel Paige's yeah. uh, game when he was, I think, 59. And of course, it's a, a slightly different thing, but um, I would certainly watch it. I would completely f- forget, you know, uh, by next year that it ever happened. I don't think I would. Um, uh, hold any grudges against the Astros, and who knows? Maybe maybe Clemens um, sticks around. Maybe he pitches a, another year. It'd be interesting to see how good he is. I mean, I, I don't know. Why not? It it you'd learn a little something about baseball, right? And I it, I don't know. I think to me it would feel a little bit like when um, you know Matt Kemp goes on a rehab stint to Rancho Cucamonga and plays a game. Um, against the Inland Empire 66ers. And it's um, obviously Matt Kemp is not a, an A-ball player and it takes away the authenticity of the competition. But every guy on both sides loves it. The fans love it. it um, it's, uh, you know, it's a game that doesn't actually matter. And uh, the Houston Astros games certainly don't actually matter and really none of these games actually matter so yeah sure go for it I'm all for it yeah I hope it happens just because I want to see it I don't know that I would feel that way if I worked in the Astros front office but maybe I would because it's a distraction from how bad the rest of the Astros are right now Uh, what would his ERA be if he pitched next year uh if he pitched a full 2013 in the AL West I guess it would be yeah yeah exactly um Gee, I wouldn't see it being under five, certainly, definitely. I wouldn't see it under five. I would be kind of impressed if it were near five, honestly, because he wasn't great the last time he pitched, which was five years ago. Uh, who would you rather Who would you rather have as a reliever, him or Hisanoi Takahashi? <laughs> um, I guess <laughs> in a single outing, I guess... I might take Clemens at this point over a full season. I don't think he could hold up. My topic tomorrow, if you want to start preparing for it, is just naming players and asking (laughs) who you would rather have, him or Clemens. Okay. Yeah, because he pitched in 2007, and of course it was the AL East, but in 100 innings or so, he struck out about six and walked about three. Um, You figure he's five years older now, uh, or would be six years older next year, and coming off a long layoff uh i well I yeah i mean well at all he had he did but the year before that he had yes. a 2.30 era and you uh you know that we don't follow trend lines ben we 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 know about things like regression and i i mean i don't know i could i, I we could look it up um but it, i bet you his pakoda projection in 2008 <laughs> was better than uh than he was in 2007 yeah that could be and i'm sure his pakoda projection now is just hard well why don't we have one <laughs> no i remember i remember it gave uh jamie moyer gave pakoda fits at the beginning of last season since there were just no comparables i think we need to run a million simulations of roger clemens against barry bonds right now okay i will instant message colin wires and get him thank you right now I'll see you later, Ben. Okay, this has been episode 29. Uh, We will be back for more shows the rest of the week.